into another edition of Prom Sports World. On today's show, we're going to break down week number nine of the XFL. We're going to give you our predictions for week number 10, the final week of the regular season. That has gone by like that. Let me tell you. Uh, I'm, of course, your host, David. I'm hoping right there, my code, Mr. TJ Hopkins. Uh, thank you very much for like checking us out. Like, share, and subscribe. Uh, and if you do happen to miss us live, I've shared the link to our streaming platform, so check us out over there as well. Um, TJ, happy Tuesday, my friend. It's getting warmer here in Fort Wayne after a couple days of real cold. Yeah, just need it. I and, just uh, hope we're with it. Uh, things are heating up just like the XFL season as we get closer to the playoffs. 
a uh, couple really good games uh, this past weekend. Uh, three of them uh, resolved by single digits. Um, so, you know, kudos to, you know, the XFL. Um, let's go into it right away. Let's talk about the Roughnecks. Uh, Roughnecks go into the, or the Las Vegas to welcome in the Roughnecks. They come out victorious, uh, 21 to 28. Uh, this is a game at the beginning did not was not going the Roughnecks way. Uh, they were down 12 nothing at after or 12 nothing at, at the end, middle of the second quarter, uh, but they scored two defensive touchdowns in a row and basically sh- basically blow out. Uh, Vegas. They should try to make things interesting late, uh, but Roughnecks 28 to 21. Uh, Jalen McClellan, a uh, pretty good game here for him. 27 of 37, 249, two touchdowns. Uh, John Lovett, nine catches, 49 yards, and a tut. Uh, the lone receiving touchdown was caught by uh, Cinquin Sweetney. Uh, Brand Silver really, really struggled in this game, to say the least. Uh, 16 and 27, 105 yards, and two interceptions. Uh, Max Borgie, Bryce Elline, uh, both had rushing touchdowns. And Justin Smith, leading receiver, two catches for 26 yards. Uh, but the play that everybody kind of wants to talk was talking about in this game, at least I personally while watching it, um, Martavis Bryant literally had the football ripped from him and taken into the end zone. Like he caught it, and they were down at like the five yard line or something. He caught it uh, on a swing route, and he the guy, he just tore it for him and just he took it into the end zone for a house call. Um, and basically tied the game. And the Roughnecks really didn't have anything going at that point. Their offense was really sluggish again in this game. Um, if their defense wasn't so good in this game, they lose this game. If their defense wasn't so good in this game, they lose this game. They also played a 2-17 and that showed why they're 2-7. and yeah, I mean they out. They had less yards. They had more turnovers, less first downs. Uh, the only area that they really won this game was time possession. Um, they had forty-three t- minutes of time possession. That doesn't sound right. And forty-three also, thirty-one. Sound and we right. also got to understand because of the XFL's conversion, um, conversion rate, not not rate. Um, yeah, the the conversion thingy that twelve to nothing isn't a big lead. No, it's not. No, it's 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 still a two possession game. But you can a field goal and a touchdown, and you're back and you tie the game you're up. Back, right, you're back in it, and that's what happened. They get a touchdown, and they get another touchdown, and then they went for one, they got it, and then now you're down thirteen to twelve. And they never look back. Um, the, another thing that I, I just I, I completely forgot to complain about this uh, at the beginning of the show. ESPN. I, I know I harp on this. The, the, nothing will ever change unless we continue to complain about stuff like this, right, TJ? I guess. <laughs> so, e- e- ESPN, why do you not care about the XFL? They had games on their networks on ABC, and yet when you go to like the sports and go to like the top store, top sports, the XFL is not listed. What do they got? They got two soccer clubs. They got a. NCAA, no offense to any of these sports, right? No, I'm just not, I'm not trying to be offensive here. But they have a, a softball. They have NCAA baseball. They got three golf tournaments. They have three separate soccer leagues. But the XFL isn't listed. How do you not have the XFL listed? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I had to go to the X, XFL page to check the scores well, there. If you go to the search bar on ESPN's website and you type in XFL, everything is right there. 
I I know, but if you're gonna have, if you're gonna broadcast this stuff on your own networks, why would you make? Why would you have it as one of your top events going on? Like just so people can just scroll down and see that that's going on and click on it. They have to now. They have to go to another page. It's just you didn't bad. even have to go to another page. ES, I, you, ESPN, no, step up your game. I'm, I'm tired of this. You didn't even have to go to another page. I'm literally, like I say, I'm literally on the ESPN app. I literally typed in XFL and everything I need is right here. It's like that's not a big deal. Like that's not they, they could do better. They could be yeah. a better they could they could for sure be doing better. Uh but yeah, this uh basically um the first three possessions for the Roughnecks were all resulted in turnovers, uh interception, a fumble, then a fumble return for a touchdown uh by the Vipers. Uh just sloppy play by the Roughnecks as they continue to kind of limp into the playoffs. Yeah, this is yeah, this, it hasn't been a good second half of the season for them, and uh, they're they're just lucky that they play in like the worst division. The worst division. This is like what their this is what their second win, second win since starting four and zero. Yeah, yeah, they, they've absolutely super next level struggled, um, and they're gonna have to get it together. And also, ESPN, why does it say that Houston Roughnecks had the football for forty three minutes, and Vegas had it for thirty one? That math does not add up unless I'm unless I'm just off. No, it says it on the app too. Forty three to 30, 43 to thirty-one. Like that that doesn't add up, right? That's that's not the right it can't possibly be the right number. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and ESPN are gonna just go to go to toe eventually with this extra. But how you gonna like what makes you think it's not the right number? How could it not like there's only sixteen minutes in a football game? 43 plus 31 is an hour and 15 or yeah an hour and 15 minutes whatever that math is well stuff happens who knows <laughs> i mean nobody nobody catches this stuff no this has been like this for three days nobody nobody knows nobody cares like come on <laughs> again you're like nitpicking like oh the time of possession is wrong thick like bro who cares People seriously care, dude, huh? dude you you know you care no, no you do not understand though i i work at a tv station right Okay. If we had if we had little tiny mistakes like this, and like little tiny mistakes, like we get cold calls about it constantly. Like from who? From viewers, like calling and be like, "Oh yeah, you got this is wrong." We have a guy who's the media maven who all he does his entire life is just he sits on his internet, he goes online, and he critiques web articles written by our everybody every station in our, in our network. In our, Man, in our, David, in this our, is what you do. This is. You call ESPN and you let them know, hey, the time of possession in the Roughnecks Vipers game just doesn't add up. There's only X amount of minutes in the game, and one team had the ball for 43 minutes. That can't be right. That math isn't. Then you you become that media maven. That's what you do. I, I, I don't want to do that. Just shut up about it. If you don't want to do that, then stop complaining about it. Like, all, right, all right, all right, all right, fine. Uh, let's move on to the other game. Let's talk about the Guardians, uh, Brahmas. Uh, this game came right down to the wire. Uh, Orlando Guardians had an opportunity to tie this game. Uh, if they scored a touchdown, they could win for two. They did not get it. Uh, and then, you know, they, they could have gone for the fourth down conversion. Uh, they chose to kick it deep. Uh, the Brahmas, they just never got the football back. San Antonio Brahmas ran it down their throats. Um, that's just the way it goes. Jack Cohen, his best game as a member of the XFL by far in this game, uh, 25 of 31, 302 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Jack Patrick continues to play well uh, as the running back for the San Antonio Brahmas, 20 of 80, one touchdown. And the lone receiving touchdown was from uh, Travis 
Oh man, I, I'm not really 100% sure how to pronounce that last name, so I'm not gonna try. Um, and then on the other side, um, Quentin Dormady continued to play so so so. This uh, he got hurt part of it, and DeAndre Francois had to come in. Uh, one touchdown, one pick for him. Francois didn't score a t- throw a touchdown. Uh, Devin Darnington had a great game uh, here for the Guardians. 16 carries for 133 yards and a touchdown. That comes up to 8.3 yards per carry. And then um, Andrew Demiel and Jordan Thomas uh, all had received touchdowns for the Guardians. Uh, but yeah, this really comes down to that decision making. Would you? So they, after you didn't pick up that two point conversion to tie the game. This is in the fourth quarter. Would you have gone for it on the fourth and fifteen instead of kicking it deep? With just under four minutes left. Uh, yeah. Well, it depends on how my defense how my defense has been playing the whole game. I see that Patrick had basically he averaged four yards a carry. That eats a lot of time pretty quick because again yeah, San Antonio won time possession 31 to 28 is that better for you is it does that make a lot more sense thanks TJ yes it does make <laughs> all right but so yeah first and 10 you average four yards that's second and six second and six you run it again that's third and two I mean, I mean that's a, that's essentially what happened they literally just were like you know what we're just gonna run it down your throats and orlando never touched the football again and that's kind of one of those things where you got to kind of use the rules of the league to your advantage right like even 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 if you don't even if you don't pick that up right let's say you don't pick up the fourth and 15 that doesn't mean the game is over if your defense can if your defense is hold there you you, you can hold a limit to a field goal you still need a touchdown like, but at the same time, that gives uh that gives them the ball, yeah. Basically at midfield, right? Yeah, I mean it is a it's, it's the gamble you have to run, but they it didn't really matter because I, they didn't make any stops know. at all. I probably would I probably would have kicked it deep. I don't think I would have went for it. It's it's very easy to be the Monday Monday morning quarterback, right? Like critique the decisions later. Like I also like the the broadcast was kind of complaining about the, making that decision. I actually agreed with the decision at the time. Like kick it deep. You know, maybe your defense couldn't get a stop, and they just never could. And that this but is why this is why the Guardians are one and eight. I mean, because the, like the logic behind it is like, all right, it's 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 four minutes left, right? Like that's enough time. That's enough and, time. And then Orlando had a timeout, two timeouts, I think, left, and the two minute warning. You, you assume you're going to get that football back, right? Yeah, that's enough time. Like so, at hindsight, twenty twenty, now you can say, oh, they probably should have went for it. But I I guarantee you. Like flip side, right? Like this is the, just say this is the NFL, same situation, right? You really think the like NFL coaches are like, all right, let's onside kick it, with four minutes to go. But I, I think I think that's a little bit different though because the onside kick isn't a guaranteed possession. When you're doing the fourth and fifteen, you're, 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 you're at least going to guarantee to at least have an opportunity to have the football. It's up to you to convert it. Like and it's up the, to you to recover the onside kick. I mean, the onside kick has become so difficult to convert. They might as well not even bother with it. Like and so, like let's not add like a fourth and fifteen as a walk in the park. No, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But at least you have more. You I, have you, a you have a higher chance of probably converting a fourth and fifteen than you do an onside kick. I mean, there could but, be a penalty. There could be a penalty. I mean, there are a lot of things that could go in could your go, favor. Yeah, but same thing is. Again, like like we're not harping over the the going for it. Like it's the the it's the time of the game, right? Do you do this like with four? It's four minutes left in the game. 
that's a lot of time to be. I don't know. Like I, I, I think I would have kicked because on on uh, essentially, if you don't get it, you're giving up points no matter what. Basically. Yeah, so like you, you have you run the risk of you have to give up points no matter what. And Jack West Patrick had it going. Uh, this also keeps the San Antonio Brahmos alive in the playoff hunt uh, at three and six. Uh, but Which yeah, they're, insane, but okay. yeah they're, they're still alive. Uh, I think they need Arlington to lose uh, and then for them to win their final game and they will be in the playoffs. Um, so that's an interesting dynamic there. Um, you know, Orlando, you continue to play hard. Uh, Clinton Dormady did play a suspect in this game, so we'll see if he comes back. Maybe he's coming back down to earth a little bit after the team has some tape on him. Uh, but to Sunday, uh, we got the we got the uh, Renegades uh, that I just referenced going up against the D.C. Defenders, and this is another game that went into overtime, three overtime so far in the XFL. Um, Renegades All in the ball. last three weeks. Too. Yeah, yep. Uh, Arlington Renegades, they fall in this game 26 to 28. Uh, Luis Perez did play pretty solid in this game uh, 31 to 41, 335 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, Devon Smith, leading rusher for Arlington, 12 for 43 and two touchdowns. Uh, Caleb Vanderash, I am, I think he's, that's for sure Leighton Vanderash's brother, right? Yes, he is related to Leighton Vanderash, yes. <laughs> you always give me a hard time, but that is such a weird last name. There's no way. Right. That, that, that is such an uncommon <laughs> last name. There is no way they are not related. Yeah, so he had a touchdown, a receiving touchdown in this game. On the other side, uh, Jordan Tiamo, 14 to 20, 180 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, De'Ara King, 6 of 9, one touchdown, one interception. He also had a fumble. Uh, De'Ara King also had a fumble that almost cost him the game. Uh, Abram Smith, uh, pretty pedestrian running game for him. Yeah, this uh, is his worst game. Yeah, 100% by far. Uh, 10 for 27. Uh, and then on, you know, uh, DC defenders, uh, Josh Hammond at the lone receiving touchdown. Lucky Jackson, who's been balling uh, in the XFL, two more touchdowns for him. Uh, as the DC defenders kind of hold off Arlington, uh, they were up big. Uh, Arlington goes up, goes for 17 points in the fourth quarter, ties it up, and uh, DC just takes care of business in overtime. Uh, and again, this is the XFL because of how you can convert things. One point conversion, two point conversion, the three point conversion. There's no such thing as a big lead. No big lead is safe in this game. Like, and usually when you play the D, like usually when you play DC, they get up twenty six to nine. They get up a lead like that. Yes, yeah, especially at home. Yeah, it's over. You think it's over? Then Arlington does what I didn't think they were capable of doing. They scored seventeen unanswered. They tie the game. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty shocked. I mean, the the, the DC defenders also gave some love in for 52. Um, they also, you know, had two turnovers in this game. But Arlington actually outplayed DC in almost every aspect. I mean, total yards, almost 100 over 100 more, one less turnover, uh, one time possession by almost seven minutes. I uh, had not seven more turnovers than DC. Like, they played well enough to win this game. They just... Arlington could have won the game in regulation. Like, they, they went for it. I think they went for it twice. They are in the red zone. They went for it twice. They didn't get it. And after like a brief discussion, Bob Stoops sent the field goal team out and said, "All right, just tie it. We'll kick it off, and then we'll go in overtime." Because I think when they kicked the field goal, it was like three seconds left. Five, five seconds. Five, five seconds left in regulation, and then they kick it deep, and then all right, we're going to OT. But uh, yeah, he had they had two cracks at it to win it in regulation. And Bob Stoops was going for that win. Had there been a little bit more time left, I'm 
100% willing to bet that he would have tried to go for it. Well, again. If, I, if I remember correctly, so they, they had to waste the timeout uh, at one point. Like they had they, they had a timeout. They had to waste it. Uh, so they weren't able to get that other attempt in the end zone. Like nonetheless, he tried to go for it. You know, like he tried to go for that win, which I'm all for. Hey, go for the uh, dub. I'm, I'm all for the win too, especially if your your playoff lives <laughs> are on the line here. Uh, this game means nothing for DC um, because Arlington it, essentially this game was basically meaningless for them too. Um, regardless if they won or won or lost this game, like if they won, clinched. But if they lose this game, it doesn't hurt them. Like they still have an opportunity to clinch a playoff spot if they win next week. Right. Uh, but. DC, yeah, DC's locked up everything. They're gonna have home field advantage. They're gonna have home field, yeah. Yeah, so like, go for the win, hundred percent. And you know, Lucky Jackson played well in this game. Uh, Jordan Tiamo didn't play as well as he did against the uh, the Sea Dragons. I mean, week he prior. Efficient. He's efficient, fourteen to twenty. Yeah. One of the six passes that he that was incomplete was a pick. Like, I'll take yeah. that any day of the week. Yeah, I mean, I mean, basically, he threw five incompletions. I mean, basically, any, I'm a starting quarterback. I'll take that on my starting quarterback every day and twice on Sunday. Um, so, kudos to uh, DC for getting the win there. To the final game, the battle uh, over who? Like this potentially. So, I, I'm not totally sure. I'm a little confused on the tiebreakers in the XFL. Um, I've actually read that now. See, the Seattle's actually in the driver's seat because of their margin of victory. Uh, because they're all the other matrix that I can like tell are all exactly the same uh, between the Seattle Sea Dragons and the St. Louis Battlehawks. Uh, Seattle does win this game 30 to 12 uh, in a game that they basically, especially in the final quarter, where they just shut the door on the uh, St. Louis Battlehawks. Uh, ben Benucci, 21 of 31 for 260 yards, two touchdowns, and one really bad interception as he is as he just does. Um, he also had a rushing touchdown. TJ Hammonds had a rushing touchdown as well. Um, uh, Corey Pearson, uh, Jordan Vesey also had touchdowns, receiving touchdowns. On the other side, AJ McCarron uh, comes back off that shoulder injury. Uh, mixed results from him for sure. Uh, 18 of 32, 186 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. Gary Jennings leading rusher, four for 35. Darius Shepard had the lone receiving touchdown for the Battle Hawks. Um, this game was relatively close up until the fourth quarter, and Seattle just scored the final ten points of the game and shut the door. Yeah, uh, but real quick, um, thoughts and prayers to the family of Chris Smith, XFL. I mean, uh, Seattle Sea Dragons. I think he was a DN. Um, he passed away. He's only thirty-one. I. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he just yeah he passed away today actually. Today actually, uh, collapsed uh, in a parking garage. I didn't read the details. I just saw. I just saw his. Don't 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 take, I don't think that's accurate. So, but yeah, thoughts and prayers to the family of Chris Smith. Uh, that's I, I know that's 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 hard to deal with, but to this um, to this game, it was it it had. The buildup of being one of those "quote unquote" games of the year, yeah, and then Seattle just came in and. I mean, up until up until the fourth quarter, it, it was that like, and then it just Seattle just basically dominated the final quarter, and the game was over. Yeah, like, like after after Ben DiNucci scored that touch that rushing touchdown, it was oh, actually, where he where he ran the old boy over. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 
the game was essentially over at that point, and like and we're like, okay, well. Because yeah, he ran them, and then they they kicked the field goal at the. So like the reason everybody was like, I I think the St. Louis crowd wasn't too happy with them kicking that field goal left with five seconds. But it's like, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a kind of a. But they need to they because they, of the tiebreaker they needed that they needed to they, have as right, much margin of victory they, as possible. Exactly, and he uh, like I don't think there was any hard feelings between Seattle's coach and St. Louis's coach. Like they talked and. The St. St. Louis coach is like, yeah, it's cool. I get it. Da 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 da. All that good stuff. He is like, because it's like, I, I was like, if you do that, that's like scoring. That's like in basketball, you're up 20 games over. Then all of a sudden, the team that's up 20 just drives in for a layup. I mean, like, 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 what was the point of that? Right? Like, game's over, bro. Like, nobody's playing defense, all that good stuff. But yeah, that these teams, like, they both six and three. And. So Seattle needs what? They need to win next week, and somebody needs to lose, right? No, I, so I, because they're like, I have to go back and look at the tiebreakers here. Just give me a second, um, because their their division record is exactly the same. The next tiebreaker is like margin of victory, uh, which the Seattle Sea Dragons actually have a pretty wide advantage over the BattleHawks. Um, but I have to look that up real quick. So give me just a second. Jacor Peterson, bro. Did you see that Jacor Peterson touchdown? Like he just bounced yeah, off like yeah, four yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really nice, really nice. Uh, they call him like they they call him the human joystick. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's not inaccurate. So, Man, this is, and I like, but like that's the recipe to to beating the like a Seattle, not Seattle, uh, St. Louis. Or a DC, especially at home, like you take they crowd out of it and you take them out of it early. Like yeah, like the, you take the win out of that. Like you take the win out of those sales, then you, hey. Then it's like then it's basically a level playing ground. Like you can't let like we see it all the time. Like people players feed off the energy of the crowd, and there's quite a few different feelings in, in 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 any team sport setting right one is hitting the game winning hitting the game winning shot in front of your crowd the other is hitting the game winning shot in front of the opposing team's crowd because to hear all that cheering when you hit that day that's a different feeling but to hear the crowd go completely silent <laughs> when you're on the opposite end of it is beautiful and there is nothing worse than when you're at home and all of a sudden it's 20 to 9, right? It's 20 to 9, then it's 20 to 12, and it's like, all right, one more stop in the score. We back in this thing. And all of a sudden it's 27 to 12. And how they get it is they're, not their running back, not, not a big-name guy like Josh Gordon, not Philip Lindsay, not Jacor Peterson, Ben DiNucci. Runs yeah, a QB yeah. draw, yeah, yeah, and trucks one of your defenders, and then stares and then stands over him and stares him down. <laughs> and then we, they had they had the hot mic and like and he's like, like dang. The crazy thing about it, so like they interviewed him like right after he scored, and he was like all humble, like like do you are you do you know that we had the hot mic? We could hear what you said <laughs> when you scored. <laughs> and he's like, dang. 
That's game. <laughs> and um, so the tiebreaker. So so head to head, they split the head to head series. Best win loss percentage in division games. They are tied at the division games. Strength of victory in all games. Combined record of opponents and wins. That's I think where the. I think that's where – so they're tied in that, I think, as well, because I think they've lost to the same three teams. Uh, they both lost to the Defenders twice, uh, and then I think they both lost to the Vipers once. And then best combined ranking amongst teams in points scored, that's where the tiebreaker is, and that's why that field goal mattered so much to the Dragons. Yeah, because so, it's – because you, yeah, so they're combined. So they, I, I, the tiebreakers are a little, little bit finicky, a little bit weird. Um, but I think the Sea Dragons, as long as they win, they are making the playoffs. Um, but obviously, do well, not quote me on that of, because I, 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 do not know, I do not know for sure. It's kind of the same thing in the NFL, too. Like, you got two teams that's like, like, say you got two teams that's vying for a wild card spot and they both got the same record, they got identical things, like stuff like that. Then all of a sudden, I like, what's the one thing that separates you? From the other team, and it's like, all right, what's your in division record? What's your yep. yeah? So it's it's kind of like that. Like it's not uncommon. It's not as as uncommon as as folks may think it is. Like I just think they. Well, are, I, I think I think at one point I think there was like a, a coin flip scenario in the NFL, which is 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 one of the one of the tiebreakers. So and that's <laughs> that's like I don't think it's gonna get to that point. But, but, but no, but that that's like <clears throat> excuse me, the coin flip. That's like the last extreme yeah. Yeah. so if it's like if the records are the same point differentials the same in division records the same interconference records the same out of conference records the same then all of a sudden all right heads or tails god damn it like one of y'all is going because you both y'all can't go and then it's literally coin toss then that, so that's when the coin toss we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how things end up shaking out next week uh let's talk game ball uh tj you want to go first with your game ball yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna give it to uh, Jacor P- uh, Pearson. He just had a hell of a game. He was basically uncoverable. Obviously, you know when you play Seattle, he I know he's had his troubles and whatnot, but that's still Josh Gordon. And I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna design my defense like I don't want him to throw to Josh Gordon. I don't want Josh Gordon to have a big day. He's gonna have to beat me throwing Jacor Peterson. Hey Peterson, if he has seven for one fifteen and he does all that stuff and they win, hey. But I'm not letting Josh Gordon go off on me like that. Yeah, but I'm yeah, Jacor Peterson. P- Pearson. I'm staying in the same game. I'm gonna give my game ball to the Nooch. Ben the Nucci. Let's go. 20, 260 yards and the walk dagger touchdown for Mr. Nooch. Uh yeah, he's probably still he might have a, a second say of the MVP. I know we, we kind of sewed it up last week. Yeah, with Jordan Tamble. But I think Beneducci's. I don't think his. But I, I, I still think I still think Tiamu's got it locked. Like I, think so. I think I think so too. But I think best record, is, best record in the league. He's he only throw one from two picks all season long. So, like for real. <laughs> um. But yeah, moving on to week number ten, the final week of the regular season. We got a Saturday. We got two Saturday games. We got a Sunday game. We got a prime time game that could decide a playoff spot uh let's start with saturday this kick kicks off at noon uh we got the guardians and the battle hawks doing battle in st louis um i'm taking i'm taking i'm taking the the battle hawks they need this winner they need this victory the worst way Um, and if i'm and if i'm orlando a f that i'm not going y'all ain't going play spoiler 
like 100 I mean, i'm talking like pull all pull all the tricks out the bag the reverses double reverses fake punts yeah, yeah. Go, like whatever you've been holding on to in that bag of like that little <laughs> the bag of the playbook, right? Whatever's in the bag of the playbook, the stuff you just you just mess around right. with in practice. Like, let's roll it out. The like the rainy day play. That's what I call yeah. them. Hey, I'm saving this for a rainy day. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking St. Louis. I think they'll play with some desperation. This game is in St. Louis. I expect that crowd to be raucous. Um, so. Continue checking that out. Um, over there, now at 3 o'clock, we got the D.C. Defenders going up against the San Antonio Brahmas. Uh, defenders with basically nothing to play for here. San Antonio Brahmas need to win and a Renegades loss in order to keep their playoff hopes alive. I'm not sure what the tiebreaker situation is with, with them, so um, I'm just gonna, we're just speculating at this point. Um, but Brahmas, Defenders, this game is in San Antonio in the Alamo. The Alamo Dome. Yep. Yeah, I, I – I'll say if I'm DC, this is the last week. This is the last game. Uh, I'm basically sitting. I'm sitting my, my my main component. So Jordan Tiamu, Lucky Jackson. Um, well, no, that, that's not his name. Is it? Yeah, it's Lucky Jackson, yeah. right? Okay. Lucky Jackson, um, Abram Smith, whoever is your key contributors on defense. I'm not playing. Y'all ain't playing any at all. And if y'all do play, you ain't playing a lot. Playing like Derek King, you probably gonna get the rest of the snaps outside of the first two drives, and then yeah, everybody else because we're not playing for nothing. Uh, we got like we we accomplished everything. Play just enough to keep you in rhythm for your offense because it's not like you have the week by like you still have to play next week, um, and you might have to play this team actually. So I, I don't, <laughs> what do you what do you what do you think the said or no they they wouldn't have to play this team I don't know about it. Um, I think the DC defenders actually. I actually think they go for the win, and I think they you know to keep this rolling. Uh, I think they they want. I think they win the game. I think they they end the Brahma season. Uh, DC defenders, because the thing is, like if you end up like let's say the Brahmas go to the championship game, like in the DC defenders, like man, we could have eliminated this team three weeks ago, and here they are in the championship. I, yeah, I, I think. I, I don't see it happening, even though the Roughnecks have been really struggled as of late. But I'll take DC to win this game. <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. Like no, I don't even think that's a. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, to Sunday afternoon, we got a three o'clock kickoff Eastern Standard Time. We got the Roughnecks going into Arlington, taking on the Renegades. Uh, Renegades try to keep their season alive, a win, and they're in. The Roughnecks, uh, they're in. They have everything locked up. Uh, they got home field in the first round. Um, there's no chance for them to move up. Like they can't. Like, this is what that is. Um, do you? If you are the Roughnecks, how desperate though do you want to play well in this game? Given how oh, you, you gotta you you gotta have a great game. You can't it, a good game is not good enough. You gotta have a great game. You gotta look like that Roughneck team that started off four and zero. You you gotta go back to that team, right? And luck, luckily for you, this is one of the teams that you caught early on in that. In, in in that flurry that you started off 4-0. You cause they made you Plitz life a living hell. I watched the game. Yeah. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Like you good is not good enough. You have to dominate this team. You going into the playoffs, which is the literally the following week, you have to dominate this team and whoever
ends up whoever you end up playing in that playoff game, which is probably going to be a rematch against Seattle, which is where all your problems no, started. No, they, would, they would they would actually play Arlington again probably if they beat Arlington. They the potentially they could play Arlington again next week. How do they play Arlington if Arlington? They're, they're both in the South. All three of these teams are in the South. Arlington's not eliminated with a with with a with a with a loss. No, if the Brahmas lose, the Arlington gets in regardless. That oh okay, I get you. But it, either way, you got to Houston. You got to win this game. I I, I gotta say I'm gonna I'm gonna actually gonna I think they need. I mean to win Houston's, game. Houston's in it. Houston's in regardless. Win like like whether they win or lose like they're they like they're in regardless. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually gonna take the Renegades to win this game. I think they play with some desperation. Um, ever since they got Luis Perez, their offenses looked a little bit better. Um, so I'll take the, I'll take the Renegades to win the game. I think they beat the Roughnecks, uh, and the Roughnecks continue to kind of cripple themselves into the playoffs. Um, that, that's not saying much. Though. Like like Luis uh, Perez comes in, uh, and I know. all of a sudden the offense looks all of a sudden the offense looks. Mm-hmm. A little a little better, like what's a little, little bit, a little, little bit. I don't know. Like they went from, I mean, really struggling to just being like at least some serviceable on offense. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. <laughs> to the I final, don't... I don't know. Who did you pick? Make a pick in that game? Um, because like they, it's the same issue. Like I forgot Houston's quarterback. Like he started off looking good too. Brandon Silvers, Brandon Silvers. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it's like, what the hell is that? Like, yeah, I don't, I, mean, I don't know what happened to Brandon Silver's dude. Like he went, he was like rocking dude, and then all of a sudden somebody, somebody, somebody must have told him that his hot mic was like captured f bombs constantly, and like ever since, <laughs> ever since that he's just falling apart. <laughs> it's like what the, it's like what the hell is that? Like that's, I'm telling you, man. Like that game against Seattle, kind of that 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 was the downfall. Because yeah. they look, they look so untouchable. They look so unbeatable. Then all of a sudden, they they lost, and then they lost convincingly. Like that, that that'll that'll shake up some nerves, don't you think? Oh, hundred percent. I think they for sure have gotten shaken up. But because they've owned, like they've owned this team, bro. Like they have. Yeah. Arlington can't I mean, see they, them. They, bro. They, they really basically own the entire division. I mean, Arlington they, can't see them, bro. I'm, I'm going Houston and. Houston really should be like, hey man, we beat them twice already. They 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 they're not gonna beat us. They're not gonna beat them. To the final game, but also for a playoff spot, we got the Vipers looking to play spoiler against the Seattle Sea Dragons. Uh this game is on ESPN two. It is on prime time, seven PM kickoff. I'm gonna go Sea Dragons. I think Ben Denucci. Gives, puts an MVP type performance in this game. Uh, give me the Nooch and the Sea Dragons to win this game against the Vipers. Uh, I do think the Vipers come out and play hard, but I just don't think it'll be enough to beat the Sea Dragons, who are they're just, they're, they're 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 the second best team in the XFL. Yeah, uh, Seattle again. Seattle should win this game going away. Like Vi- Vegas might hang in there, you know, they might make it competitive, but at some point in time. Saints, uh, St. Louis, Seattle's gonna pull away, and yeah, and uh, the nooch, the nooch, baby, Ben the it's gonna happen. Uh, it's gonna happen. 
Uh, but yeah, that's been our week nine recap, week 10 XFL predictions. Uh, thank you very much for checking us out here at like Prime Sports World. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we'll be back here tomorrow talking about the NFL draft, which is only like a, eight days away now, or 10 days away. Nine. I think nine because uh, next nine. Thursday, under- next Thursday is under under when it's under single digits here for the NFL draft. Uh, we're going to be talking about defensive prospects. Uh, you want to miss that content? I've been David Huffman right there. It's my co-host, Mister TJ Hopkins, and TJ. What do we do here at the Prime, my friend? We bring the heat, and this game is over. They are dismantling the Knicks, and it was like it was expected, though. Yeah, like, it, it bounced back after a tough game one. Uh, yeah, it yeah. was it, like it, it, it was kind of you know officiated differently. Like they they allowed the Cavs to be just a little bit more physical. You know, you know you know how it goes. Yeah, I know how it goes. Uh, we'll be we'll be back on Thursday talking about the NBA. So don't want to miss that content either. I will see you later, man. Have a good night. <laughs>